Here with Majay, gonna break down everything they don't know and should know about what I learned. Got him on the phone lines right now. How you doing? Uh, I'm doing good. How are you? I'm just chilling. I'm good. I'm so <laughs> excited by your excitement. This is great. Thank you for joining me. Wow, no problem. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy. Of course, but the people really need to know about what I learned. This project is so musical, so honest, interesting, has array of emotions it's also very like a coming of age just an incredible project that i definitely feel that everybody should listen to and you had released music beforehand a lot of that you've kind of it seems like you've taken off of the internet and kind of started fresh what was it like approaching this project what i learned well thank you for all of that and yes i i fucking took off my old music that shit was whack to me so i was like ew i don't i was tired of looking at it but my start for the project it's really like how you said it was just like a coming of age thing where i was just i was just growing up just getting older i kind of just got out of high school mm-hmm. and um i was just living like kind of regular life while you know also you know doing music and shit so it was just like me becoming aware of the things that I was dealing with in my life or the things that I was happy about, the things that I, you know, wasn't happy about or whatever. Like, it was just like me realizing all those things and like putting them down, things that I like, things that I hated, you know, things that I agreed or disagreed with, with social norms or, or whatever. Like, it was just my raw kind of thoughts just putting down, like at that moment of time, whenever, whenever I wrote whatever I wrote um, and recorded. But it was pretty grueling though too, just being transparent in, in general, is, is uh, can be a tough thing to do. And then, um, you know, translating that into music was kind of like, uh, not necessarily like a challenge, but just like a, uh, just an, another experience for me, being creative with it and shit like that and transitioning and like moving out to LA and shit and uh, working on it consistently, shit like that. It's like a lot of like late nights and shit, you know, rapper stuff. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a, uh, really grueling every every emotion that i put in that project i really felt that either at the time or at some point in a pretty like intense way you know intense enough for me to like fucking like lay it down and record it and like with with that emotion behind it and shit and just hope that it was good and it's so interesting about the the gruelingness and the transparency of it because one of the things that stuck out to me at least was you talking about like suicide and cutting and these things that really plague people but are very deep strong hard to talk about topics so part of that grueling transparency process of course was talking about that what was the decision like to kind of include lyrics like that because I think some people feel shame or embarrassment around those thoughts and those actions but for you to put it on wax and give it to the people like that I feel is so important and so necessary thank you uh it wasn't too tough for me because some things it was just like I don't know if I really want to say that but at some point I was just like fuck it like it's how I feel I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna not say it was real because of what people think Mm -hmm. like that shit is whack to me and that shit ultimately just like hurts you Mm -hmm. uh and it's it's just bad for you know everybody because you're hurting yourself and then like you not being you know honest about that it prevents others from, you know, gaining that type of clarity or gaining that type of, you know, whatever that, that type of learning experience for them too, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of it is just kind of like 
perspectives too. Their mm-hmm. pers- their perspectives that I know are there that I felt myself. Just like fuck it, I that's what I have to talk about. So I'm just gonna do it and just whatever. See how it comes out. A lot a lot of my music kind of happens like that. It's just like my raw kind of like feeling at the time or whatever. So it ends up being being like a like therapy to me or like you know cathartic. I love that though because the therapy and the catharticness like definitely show and you can only hope that that goes on to other people so when they listen it's therapeutic for them and it kind of gives them something to relate to so I just feel like that's super Mm. super necessary and we have to talk about Trapped. The first track on the project you really invite us in and kind of bring us into this world to where it's like hey I'm gonna be late for work I shouldn't have drank last night like my girlfriend's gonna be mad at me like just bringing you into this space of like man these are all things that I shouldn't be doing but I did them last night and it really just ties into what I learned but I think the most interesting thing to me is on Trapped on the second verse you tell this crazy story or maybe it's a fantasy or I don't know but basically it's about a drunk driving incident I'm wondering why I decided to drive the truck while I was drunk I tried to break tried to escape like when I use drugs but the other dude involved must have kept it together like a marriage I thought I would be spared if I prayed that day but soon enough that dude was off while his wheels fell off and he'll get off so scot-free a couple bruises to live with but not me and I'm just super curious what that stemmed from oh wow that's fucking tight real quick I'm so glad you listen to words. Like, that's <laughs> fucking cool. <laughs> like, people, they just listen to my shit or whatever, or just in general, and be like, oh, that's tight, and, like, just keep it moving. But, like, whenever people, like, actually point out shit that they just really, they really listen and heard, it's just like, holy fuck, you care. Thank you very much. That's so tight. That's tight. Thank you. But that that whole idea, that song stems from a... Okay, I, was, I started writing it on 420. Mm-hmm like two years ago because everybody around me was like glorifying drug use and just whatever. And I got mad about that. And I was just like, dude, like, I mean, people, they're going to do whatever they want, whatever, but like, don't sit here and act like it's a good thing. Like it's a good thing for you personally to me. So I was just like, fuck that dude. I wasn't going to go on Twitter and fucking rant about it or whatever. I was just like, I'm going to just write it down. And then, you know, that's how the song came out. So it's like, that whole thing is like a, a story that I made up about mm. like a teenager who drives home drunk and then like gets hit and killed by another drunk teenager. And I guess that's like the backstory or whatever. And then what I talk about in the song uh, are the things that, you know, the teenager is going through or whatever. And the person who killed the teenager is like dealing with the same shit that that person is. Only like one person died this time. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Like, like when I said I was being like aware and shit, it's, it's just, you know, being aware of, of these negative things uh, that you're doing and, you know, just not thinking of the consequences or whatever. So, yeah, that's like the whole idea of it pretty much. I mean, throughout the project, like, it's a lot of how I feel personally whenever I sprinkle it in there or whatever. But, yeah, that's like a, that's a story I made up. It's so crazy because the way you told it, felt so real like it's such a good story in my head i'm like whoa like you know he seems like a fairly nice guy like did he really do this like i was really like oh shit is this part of his story like this is crazy so the way you told it is just incredible so man oh my goodness thank you wow i i'm so critical of my like work and especially just looking back at a little bit 
Amari was kind of just like, damn, I could have did that better. Damn, but thank you. That really means a lot. And I feel like, honestly, for that song, I feel like it was so important to wrap the song around being trapped in your own, like, emotion and shit. Mm. I've never really heard anybody or, you know, a lot of people transparently say that statement or something. Like, sometimes I get trapped in all my fears or whatever. Like, that's, like, a real-ass thing. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of people, whether it's, like, minimal or, like, a lot. Like, a, that's a very universal thing. Definitely. Uh, people, get, niggas get scared. Like, <laughs> I thought it was cool to just put all that in, like, a story and really, like, challenge myself to make something like that. Mm-hmm. So, like, the fact that you received it as real is really is really cool. Like, people think I'm an alcoholic after listening to the fucking project. <laughs> no, literally, because even there's another line, I forget on which song it was, but you were like, all I got is this felony. And I was like, oh, shit, he really is a drug. I, <laughs> I went way too far into it. And then, like, there's the mom interlude and like the phone cuts in and it's like you have 60 seconds left and i was like oh my god he went to jail like i read way too oh, far into it nah no 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 no. you know what's crazy you are the closest person to any idea about the project like ever like out of whoever listened to it mm-hmm. so i'm gonna i'm gonna lay it down i'm gonna tell you all right right i'm so excited so no so thank you for just listening uh deeply but okay that that line that you're talking about what i'm saying all i got is felonies da, da, da. Mm-hmm. that was like a mental state of mind. Mm. It's just a way of thinking. I've never been arrested. Or, I mean, I've been arrested. I've never been to jail. Anyways, it's like kind of getting stuck in your own head. Or getting mm. stuck in your own thoughts about whatever. And kind of, like, that song is like expressing doubt, like, on a, on a track. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. So, I wasn't like, oh, I'm just kidding. I actually never been to jail. But, like, that, that's where that stems from. And the, the interlude, the mom interlude, I wasn't in jail my mom was actually in prison and I was a real recorded call. Whoa. That's super yeah. interesting. Now a lot more things kind of make sense too. Okay. I'm, I'm here now. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. My mom, um, we were just on the phone and then I just like recorded it with my, with my other homie's phone. And then, uh, whatever you got was like what you got. Like, that's what I mean where it's like, a lot of it actually, you know, is really just how I feel, you know, or like mm-hmm. my situation or my experience or whatever, like, and I just sprinkle it in there or just put it there or whatever, like whenever, you know, there's like songs on there that completely pertain to me. It's like my song, you know what I mean? And then like there's other songs like Trapped or other ones or whatever, where it's like more in the perspective of somebody else, mm-hmm. but it's still like some or more of, you know, my personal feelings too, you know what I'm saying? To make yeah. it that's crazy. Now, that makes me, like, want to listen to it even more. Like, I'm like, okay, now I got to give it a whole nother spin with, like, this new perspective. So that's incredible. That's tight. Thank you. I worked fucking hard on this project. <laughs> so there's, like, a lot of, like, small intricacies or whatever that I know or that, you know, whatever, that nobody will ever know unless they, like, ask me, unless I just say it. But mm-hmm. there's, like, shit in there. There definitely is. Oh, man. Speaking of working hard on it, I think the features that you chose were incredible they completely fit the project like and just made it so musical and so beautiful how did you team up with the features for this project hey that's tight they're gonna be fucking happy when they hear it all right so first like i I had two features and uh one of them is a singer her name is el shaddai and then uh my only oliver taylor plays trumpet i met oliver because i was asking my homie nayala who's actually the girl I'm mesmerizing yeah. again. That's Nayala. I was asking her, I was like, yo, do you know any, like, instrument players or whatever? Because I need 
instrument players <laughs> somewhere. And then she gave me three numbers, I think, of one person who played the sax, one person who played the trumpet, which was Oliver and somebody else. Mm-hmm. And I hit all of them up. He texted me back, me and Oliver just started talking off that, and then he sent me some of his music. And I was mad as fuck because I was like, fuck, your music's fucking good. I hate you. I hate you right now. Fuck, I'm so basic right now, bro. This shit's tight. And then I just sent him my trash or whatever. And then, like, we became friends off that. And then uh, I think we, we met one time. The first day we met, we were, like, in the studio for, like, five hours or some shit. And we just started playing shit over, like, over, you know, a couple of my songs or whatever. It was really fun. We turned a whole new page in the project and just, like, in my mind. Because before that, I was just, like, mainly rapping or whatever, just making songs. I was mm-hmm. making songs, but, like, not thinking outside of the box to, like, hey, reach out to an instrument player or, like, for El Shaddai, reach out to a singer or whatever. And mm-hmm. I think I met El Shaddai the same way. I met El Shaddai through my homie Ryan. And Ryan is the one who, like, recorded and mixed the project because he just knew people and shit. So El Shaddai came through in the first session, and she, like, knocked it out. She, like, did her shit, and that was it. And we never talked again. But fuck it, I'm glad she did that. That's bittersweet, but I'm yeah. glad she did too. <laughs> <laughs> she ghosted the fuck out of me. I don't know what happened. I don't know what I did, I swear. I was like asking myself, I was asking Ryan, what the fuck did I do? But I don't know. We're cool though, we're homies. We got the music, so you know. Yeah, we got the music, so I'm happy about that. We got it. Now, did you work with a few producers like what was the production on this like because it's so musical and like oliver brings that element but what was the production process like the production it was mainly like fuck yeah honestly it was just like people that i knew or that i reached out to and they sent me beats and like i made a cohesive project out of that that was like just what i had kind of it wasn't like i hadn't you know started making beats yet i was just wasn't getting into that at that point and then I was just in a space where I was like, I was at the studio or whatever, or just wherever. And whoever I was meeting, at, wherever I was at in life, at the studio or like just online or whatever, it was just people that I just reached out to like, yo, down to check out my music or whatever. And just, like, they actually checked it out and they liked it or whatever. So then off that, I just asked like, I think like five producers, I think on the whole project there's like five producers. And I think I got like, one of them gave me three beats. One of them gave me two. And then like, two separate producers gave me the other two or some shit like that. So it was like really a little bit. I made like a lot of a little bit. It was just kind of going through those beats or whatever and just ideas with the beats that I have personally and just shit like that and just like pulling together all my resources and just putting together something that sounds like somebody would actually listen to it, you know? Mm -hmm. It was challenging. It was fun though, most of all, because, you know, most people or whatever, they either have a team of people who work with them or like they're in a group or they've been producing for a while and you know they already know the you know the ropes or whatever for me it was like okay i'm just i make music <laughs> i don't have a team okay i'm just i'm gonna go get one fuck it like i'm gonna just go ask people to just you know and, and make what the fuck i can make and put it out you fucking did it though that's crazy like to hear that it's a bunch of different producers like you would think at most it was like two different producers because if you think about like mad or you know something like revolution like those sounds are so different so you're like okay maybe it's two producers but to hear that it was like a plethora of producers and you kind of you know stitched it up to make it cohesive like that's incredible within itself that's crazy wow thank you that's awesome that's really really cool wow yeah i like fuck it dude I'm gonna make something that's how that was my mindset I had just moved to LA so it was like I literally did not know a lot of people I knew like three people or some shit when I came out here I had no time to like waste and I was like stressed out and shit already so I was just like fuck it dude I'm gonna do this 
like there's no like failing. And actually, actually, the dude who produced Mad and like Revolution is the same person. Oh wow! <laughs> person. He produced Mad, Revolution, and um, Mesmerized, and gave him to me. And I was just like, all right, let's show. Can we shout him out? What's his name? Let's give him like give him the credit. His producer name is like Corey Kale. Kale, not like the vegetable. C A I L. Me and him don't talk anymore though. But it's cool. Like when I'm saying, like it was really just like people kind of in my life and then kind of like out of it. You know what I mean? Like you get me beats in the process or whatever. So it's like, all right, I'm gonna use it. This project and just that whole process was me like finding myself or mm. on the road to finding myself, finding my type of people. You know, finding who I get along with, who I don't get along with, and just finding my circle, my niche, my whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of it was like, and I moved, so it was like I wasn't around consistent people. If that makes sense. No, definitely. But that's so important. Finding people that you really actually vibe with. Like, because I think a lot of people get caught up in like, oh, well, I've known this person since high school. So like, that's my best friend. It's like, but do you guys even vibe anymore? Like really finding those people that are your tribe is so important. But also like I'm laughing because you're so like blunt about the fact that you don't talk to these people anymore. That's part of life too just being like okay well we made something together it was dope but hey for whatever reason we don't talk anymore and hopefully you're at peace with it I'm at peace with it how you're even saying earlier like I checked in with myself and my friends and was like did I do something wrong that self-awareness and just being at peace with situations is really a part of like growing up and it doesn't have to be drama and it doesn't have to be this crazy ugly thing like hey we made something it was dope now it is what it is and it's not a good thing or a bad thing i love how blunt you are about that because it's so important yeah i I feel like that's important too it's like yeah you fucking nailed it like (laughs) it's regular it's just it's it's regular shit and that's what i've been learning just recently because i'm 20 so like what i've been learning is just you know, you're going to just meet people. You're going to, and then whoever is supposed to be in your life or whatever, they're, you're going to find them. Like they're going to be there. For me, I'm, a, I'm like an extrovert. So it's like, I like being around a lot of different people. People that I get along with because it's just like new energy and just new people. Energy is such a cliche word. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> new people and shit. And just like, that's how like some of the best music is fucking made. Mm-hmm. Anyway, too, is just being around different people and just thinking in a way that you would have never thought if you're by yourself or whatever. And speaking of the creative process, the I've been that video is out now. It's just a good time. Oh, yeah. What was it like making that video? It was so fucking weird. Not weird, but <laughs> it was fun. It was fun as hell. It became fun. So, like, niggas don't... I'm not famous. Niggas not famous yet. I'm gonna get there. Mm-hmm. But for this process, for this video, I invited, like, a lot of people or whatever. Just I just put, like, a fucking Instagram out. I was like, hey, who wants to be in a video? You don't have to twerk to be in it. DM me. <laughs> You, you got to give that disclaimer because, like, everybody trying to get somebody to twerk, and it's not about that. It's about the music. Anyways, so, yeah, I just put the shit out. And then, like, the, the girls that are in the video, those are the only people that showed up. But that is an upgrade from the Mad video because absolutely nobody showed up for the Mad video. So, onwards and upwards, my friend. Yeah. You're going to be okay. 
Yeah. No, all these all these turned out great. These are like happy accidents, I guess. Yes. The dude who's driving the car in the beginning, mm-hmm. I met him that day. <laughs> that exact day. And we're homies. He's like right outside. That's my, that's my homie, Trina. Nice. And the, there's like, I think a, another white dude at the end. I met him that day too. The white guy at the end looked like he was like working on set and you just like pulled him in and had him rap along to I've been there. what happened. Yes. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> I was like, hey, bro, you want to be in a video? He was all like, uh, sure. I was like, all right, do this with me now. So it was like no rehearsal. That was like literally what happened. Yes. And it turned out really good. Yeah. His name is Chad, I think. He looks like a Chad. Yeah, he looks like a Chad or like a Winston oh. or like a Bill. Yeah. Something like that. We'll take him. But yeah, I think that that was a fun video. That was like me challenging myself because like a lot of my music or like a lot of my beginning music was like serious. Mm-hmm. It was just how I felt. That was just what what I wrote and how I felt just about life and just whatever. So for me, it was just like, dude, I'm fucking tired of being serious because I'm not like I joke so much. <laughs> it's actually not even funny. People get mad at me. It's like, shit, I play too much. So for me to like put that out there and just like it feels fucking great felt like I was you, I was showing you just different sides of me. I'm not like mm-hmm. one fucking thing. Nobody's one one thing, you know? Yes. And a lot of things that happen with, with my videos or whatever happen on the fly and it just works. Mm-hmm. Like at the end, when the girl gives me like the wet wig and shit, <laughs> that shit was real. That was very real. That was not like planned at all. <laughs> and the reason she gave me the wet willy was because in the beginning of the video, I threw the banana peel at her and that wasn't scripted. I just did it and she got mad. And then she did the little fucking what really so, you know, you piece it together. It's just like shit like that. And then I want to talk about oratory because I interpreted that, especially I think it's the second verse, as like a letter to your fans. Really, I'm just trying to find a place to belong. So I guess I just put my worries in a song. And if I roll the right, I'd probably be one of your main supporters. And y'all could be some of my main supporters. And maybe this could be a different story. But I think we'll just have to see. What was your approach to oratory? Well, that was like a letter to like future listeners or supporters mm. of mine. This whole project is literally just the thoughts that cloud in my fucking mind at the whole at the entire time. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, oh, what do I want to say? What do I want people who listen to know? Like, so that approach was just like, that's what the beat made me feel like. Mm. Like I was on the road to somewhere. Awesome. Not even in a corny way. Mm-hmm. I feel like that closed out the project like really well. Definitely. It was just me saying like, support me and things will be tight for all of us. Because everybody who makes music or just who does something for the most part, they want people to like support them, like listen. That's all. They want people to like it. They like it first. Obviously, you like it the fuck you make first. But it feels nice when other people like it, you know? I think people really think that people create just for themselves. Like, oh, this is an expression of me. Like, I want attention. Like, oh, I want these things. But it's really like I'm creating because I want to make something cool for you. And it just happens to be an expression of me. But I really want to share this with the world. And I want the world to enjoy it. Because if I was just making it for me, I would never put it out into the world. Like, I think this is cool. And I want you to think it's cool, too, because I made it for you. Like, parts of it are me. But really, I sat in my room and thought, oh, if I do this, this, and this, maybe somebody else will resonate with it or 
take it in however they take it in but it's like when you create a lot of it is really about other people and they don't realize that at all i don't think i feel what you're saying but for me it was, yeah, it was the same thing i just started my music in my room and i was just like you said if this was just for like us or like me or whatever we would not pursue it to get somewhere farther you don't just make a fucking awesome album or awesome movie and never put it out unless you're really only doing it for you and you don't want people to see it or something like that. That's fine too. But yeah, for me, it was just like, dude, I'm making what I feel like making. And if people resonate with it, that's what I want. Anything else you want to tell the people about what I learned out now, go listen to it two, three times, take it all in. Like we learned here today, there's a lot of intense things that even I didn't catch. So if I didn't catch it and I'm going to go listen to it two, three times, that means everybody else listening needs to go listen to it two, three times. So anything else you want to tell the people about what I learned? That's tight. Fucking what? Like, it's fucking tight. That's it. It's a good project. I don't know. Like, yeah, just listen to it. You, you figure out if you care about it or whatever you want to listen to or anything like that. But listen to it first. Don't be whack. Like, don't be lazy. That's all we like ask. That's an office episode. Yeah. It's not better than the office. But like most people have seen almost every episode of the office and they're basically just watching it again. Like we get it. Like we turn on the office sometimes to like fall asleep to do homework to actually turn on this project, incorporate something new into your life, take on a new challenge, you know, use your ears. It's so important to do that. Much. And then hopefully you enjoy it. If you don't, that's fine too. But you listen to it so that's cool definitely thanks for listening to this everybody y'all are tight and real quick i'm gonna get can i give shout out yeah no i wasn't done with my questions that was on my list oh, too hey, so. go for it all right real quick shout out my nigga vince i'm here now too yeah. shout out tyler shout out other people that i like that made music I don't, shout out jay-z we're all gonna be like and pharrell shout the <laughs> fuck out to pharrell we're all gonna be homies y'all just don't know it yet that's all and you just mentioning Pharrell opens a whole other can of worms, but unfortunately, we don't have that type of time. So just know that next time we talk, we have to have a full-on conversation about Pharrell. I think we're going to agree on so many things, but that is neither here nor there. My last question yeah. is not meant to be intrusive, but encouraging, and it is, what's next? Yeah, just more music, like more music. That's it. Like, I'm just doing what the fuck like, I want musically and just like having fun just whatever i feel making it's kind of it's kind of interesting because like a lot of times you don't really see the person making the music in the process of actually like finding their their self themselves in it mm -hmm. or just the process of working or whatever they're just super quiet and then like their project blows up or whatever you never really like get to see stuff like this just you know like for me or whatever like somebody who's not known or anything like that move up the ladder or whatever so yeah just music good music awesome fucking music fun ass music shows too i had like two shows last week and they were fucking tight like i fucking killed it you performed on a ladder that shit was incredible thank you i, <laughs> I was just like dude like because because people fucking like don't get creative with shows At anything, all. for the most part for the most part and it's like dude like honestly all y'all niggas rap that's cool i'm a nigga who i rap too and make music whatever like i'm gonna do this on a fucking ladder and that's not even me trying to be cocky or anything it's just me wanting to do things that are different wanting to do things that are just enjoyable for me that'll be enjoyable for other people too so they jeffed me for that show they put me on like before the people actually came out 
<laughs> and then like the dude who went after me, everybody fucking came. And I was like, wow, I had to yo. All right, cool. But um, yeah, more shows and another project somewhere down the line. Was it the same show that you had props as well as the ladder or was that a different show? Where do the props come in? Oh, yo, <laughs> I use props for both the shows. Okay. So and real quick, the whole little prop thing, if you hear this, don't fucking copy my shit. Yeah, don't copy the ladder either. Don't copy that. That's me and other shit that I make is going to be me. I'm not famous, so let a nigga have his shit. Anyways, I, I did the fucking uh, the show with the Virgil. A lot of the shit I got like on the fly. I bought some orange juice from the store, and I put my stickers on them because I, I love orange juice. It's so good. And then, like, I gave that to people and shit. I was just about to interrupt you again and say that I am catching this vibe that you're obsessed with orange juice. So now that's been confirmed. So, okay, cool. We're here now. Yo, I'm pretty obsessed with fucking orange juice. No pulp, though. Oh. If you put pulp in my shit, I swear to God I will punch you. It's real. You don't deserve to be around me if you put pulp in juice. We live in 2018. Like, there's devices to take Dude. that shit out. Why? What? Huh? Like, stop. Dude, you're not on a farm anymore. No. You have technology. Yeah. There's a computer in front of me. Like, we have things. There's Carmex in my pocket. <laughs> you, can, you, can, you can take pulp out of juice. Anyways, uh, people are weird. I bought that shit, gave it to people, whatever. And then, like, for one of my songs, uh, Wishful Thinking, mm -hmm. the table was on stage, and I grabbed the table and sat on it and, like, fucking emptied out my shit or whatever. Because that's what I had already visualized for that song anyways. It was even, like, a, you know, a table or a desk or whatever to portray it better and then for the show where i had the ladder i got the ladder from like the studio i had a desk and like a dresser and then uh what is that thing like a picnic little table table cover or whatever and i found a fucking dresser in the alley like damn <laughs> the day of the show before the show i was like oh yo that's tight i'm gonna use that and then put it together like that day you know it, it turned out really good i think i think it turned out really good really fun that's so dope. I don't want people to copy it at all, but I want people to be inspired by it and to just think outside the box. You found that dresser in the alley. Like, yeah, we go to shows and we see, you know, people like you mentioned, Jay-Z and Tyler, like do these incredible sets with these crazy things. But it doesn't have to be all that. It's just really stopping to think and going, a bunch of people are going to hop up here and rap. What makes me different and what can I add in any way to just kind of bring another element to it and it doesn't have to be expensive and it doesn't have to be crazy elaborate just really take that time to think outside the box so man incredible i love it thank you okay this is this is my actual final question so the, okay. the people may or may not know this but basically you spoke this interview into existence which is incredible to me yeah it, it just goes way back on twitter as far as like just tweeting me saying like I'm going to be on your show one day. And I'm like, okay. And then over a year later, me stumbling across your music and going, oh shit, like this guy's actually dope. Like I need to get over the fact of my embarrassment that I kind of ignored him. He's really dope. Like I need cool, to actually yeah. talk to him. We're friends. It's okay. <laughs> I'm happy it worked out. But has that been something in your career thus far that has 
worked for you in other areas i'm just super curious about that because people talk a lot about speaking things into existence but i'm like oh shit you actually did it in in my experience people not tons of people but there's occasionally people who like hit me up and they have no clue what actual music i really like and you know what i mean they're just basically spamming Mm. but you actually make good music and you know that your music ties into the other type of people that i enjoy and i talk to so like it really made sense but on top of that like it was really just speaking it into existence without being blind and just kind of spamming people so has there been other things that you've been like oh shit like i spoke this into existence because i'm just fascinated by that in itself um wow yeah dude speaking into existence existence is crazy Mm -hmm. like Thinking about that same thing right now, it still trips me out because it's always shit like that that happens kind of for me. But I performed at South by Southwest this year. Nice. That was fucking crazy. Because, like, when I was younger and I got into, like, hip-hop and shit, I was, like, watching all my favorite rappers, all my favorite rappers perform at South by Southwest when it was, like, popping, popping. I never thought I would even get a chance to go, like, just to go. And I didn't perform just to go. Mm-hmm. Never, never thought so. And then I put out my, the, the Wishful Thinking video yeah, this was early in the year. And then these dudes, like, found it and then asked me to interview me about the video because they really liked the video. Mm-hmm. And then, like, a week later, they asked if I wanted to perform at South by Southwest. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, what the hell? Like, it was it was so random, but it was just, like, something that was always on my radar. Like, in the last year, I was just like, damn, I don't know. It's like, I hope I get to go, you know? It was just me saying, I hope I get to go, like... And then I actually got to go. That's interesting, too, because the wishful thinking video is what put me on game to you was I was scrolling through a website and that video popped up and I was like, oh, shit, this is dope. Now I got to go listen to this whole project. And then going back on Twitter and be like, oh, this guy hit me up before and like it's just coming full circle. But the most important part of that is people think that videos don't matter anymore or they just put out bullshit videos of them doing nothing that shit is so whack yes the wishful thinking video proves that on that video alone you got so many opportunities and you open so many people's eyes so it's just like really cementing the fact that videos still do matter especially powerful beautiful well thought out videos really matter so i just wanted to make that super full circle and tell these kids that i'm tired of the bullshit ass videos make something serious you might go somewhere thank you very much and it's because like i care about everything i do i want everything i do ideally i just wanted to be perfect i'm a perfectionist Mm -hmm. so i like jobs and crazy and shit so i just want everything to be like great and exciting and interesting and like i make my own music and like i direct my own videos Mm -hmm. so it's just me seeing my you know complete vision and shit and just getting better all the time with with everything that i'm doing so yeah it's like Bro, videos are tight. When did videos stop mattering? Videos are fucking cool. Like, literally, the I saw the Yonkers video when I was, like, 14. <laughs> and off of that, I legit got scared at first. But I was like, yo, this video's fucking tight. Shit like that. Just when people are actually creative. Like, if everybody, like, put their minds to doing creative shit, like, really put their minds to it, like, you wouldn't get tired of things. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, everybody wants to do, like, just simple shit. And it's just like, bro, like... You, would, you really look like you didn't even try. Like, and that's cool. If you got views, I, hey, that's, that's cool. But, like, that shit was pretty whack, though, still. Yeah. Because I'm being honest, that doesn't mean, like, it's like a slur on you as a, as a person or anything like that. People take shit too personal. 
it's just not that tight. Get more creative. Do cooler things. We're not trying to knock you for making a whack video, but just try to be a little more inspired and encouraged and put some more thought into it. And we'll thank you later. And it'll be fun to see that, though, anyways, you know, for that, for different types of music. I, I really feel like we've given the kids too much game today. So we got to stop before we just really overload them and we're going to have to charge them for it because this, this has been a lot of game. Going in. <laughs> I need $12 an hour. Is that minimum wage? You know, here's my Venmo. <laughs> Let's get it popping. You're welcome. For sure. Oh, like man. 12 bucks. That'll give me like some, some Hanes shirts and like some juice. It's a lot of Jack in the Box tacos, my friend. Twelve dollars for oh my god, two, four, six, eight, uh, ten, twelve, fourteen, sixteen, eighteen, twenty, two. That's twenty-four fucking tacos. Give me twelve dollars. I am cashing the fuck out on tacos with no cheese. Oh, like shout the fuck out, Jack in the Box tacos with no cheese. Yes. If you see either I or Maje in the streets, you know, just walk up and ask about the tacos with no cheese and we'll tell you the story. Let's keep it that way. I'll let you know, but don't disrespect me about it because I'm going to tell you what it is. Yeah, I almost lightweight disrespected him just out of pure shock. So, you know, it's cool. Don't disrespect the man. Well, thank you so much for uh, speaking this into existence and for coming on to the show. And honestly, at the root of it all, thank you for making great music because... You can speak whatever you want into existence. If you're not making great shit, it's not going to happen. So thank you for making great stuff. And thank you for being on the show. Wow. Thank you very much for having me. I, it was really fun. Um, and yeah, thank you. Thank you. Whoever's listening, thank you. Uh, you look great today. Mm, tell them. You do look nice today, and thank you so much for checking out this episode of the Special Delivery Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure to hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever you're listening on, especially because I got episodes coming up with Jack Harlow, Abjo, Reggie Snow, and so many more. And also reach out to me. Let me know what your favorite part of this episode was. I'm on Twitter, at Special Says, and on Instagram, it's at Special Says as well. And as always, this episode is dedicated to Marlon. Do what you can to stop senseless acts of gun violence.